Well, welcome to the Global Church Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Jim. And uh, we're back after the Christmas and uh, New Year's break. and uh, been a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Good time with family and friends, and yeah. kids were all school for a couple weeks. We had some good time just hanging out as a family and, and uh, having some fun, relaxed time, downtime. Yeah, amen. Yep. Yeah, we had all of our kids and grandkids over in one night uh, Nat and I had all eight grandkids over just just us and, okay. the, and the grandkids and so <laughs> that wasn't a restful relaxing night <laughs> you had to call in the troops to help you out yeah that's right yeah yeah that no, was good though yeah yeah so it's good to be back here and uh, back at the church and kind of re-engaging with with things here and yeah. so we wanted to catch everybody up on uh, something that we're going to be doing next week we are be go- we're going to the uh DGC uh, 2020 conference that's in uh, Denton, Texas, yep. and you and I are going to be going. Kaylin Dreyer's going to be going. Ben Sanford and uh, Stephen Reed. Right. So the five of us are going to be going out to Texas for a, a conference Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So, uh, what's it, what's it about uh, the DGC uh, 2020? Give us some. Yeah, insight. it stands for uh, Discipleship Under the Great Commission. Uh, 2020, and um, it's put on by um, a group called Access Truth, um, and it's going to be held at Denton Bible Church in Denton, Texas, and um, we were invited to it. Um, And so, yeah, Access Truth is, um, well, the purpose of the conference is um, to get um, like-minded organizations, churches together in the same place to talk about global discipleship, okay. you know, the global discipleship of the global church. And, you know, there's organizations, there's churches that are working along the same lines as we are seeking to uh, equip pastors and church leaders who can effectively turn around then and establish their churches in the faith. And, and so it's an effort to get like-minded participants together um, to talk about that and uh, you know be able to exchange ideas yeah. and share ideas and who's doing what and what's effective and what isn't and, and that so everybody there uh, will be involved in some way shape or form in, in global discipleship right yeah okay. yeah right. yeah and a number um, a number of the guys that will be presenting um, are um, guys that used to be in New Tribes Mission or, or still are. It's okay. now Ethnos 360. Um, some of them that will be coming are pastors and churches, and, and even some of them used to be in New Tribes. And I knew from past leadership conferences that I attended at, in New Tribes in yeah. Asia. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's definitely going to be a group of, I think, very much like-minded uh you know, church leaders and yeah. missionaries and pastors um, with the same goals and purposes in mind. And Sure. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of what we do here with FBC Missions is, uh, you know, global discipleship. Right. Is, you know, we're, we're partnering with people and churches to uh, teach, uh, strengthen, establish, disciple. And so in, in terms of global discipleship, this seemed like an opportunity that would be good for us to go and yeah absolutely and yeah just 
participate with we're not presenting but just to hear you know what what other uh churches what other guys what other organizations are doing Mm -hmm. around the world and and just see what we can glean and what god has for the time yeah right you mentioned um access truth yeah um so that's part of this conference Mm -hmm. um how did that come about uh who wrote it Mm -hmm. how did the curriculum uh tell share a little bit about about the access truth yeah um access truth was started by uh, paul McElwain. um paul and his father trevor um were both um missionaries in new tribes mission trevor um he was the original new tribes missionary that developed the chronological teaching so you know the creation of Christ. We, you know, a lot of people here at FBC have heard of creation of Christ. Um, creation of Christ is just the first book in that whole chronology of you know that lays out the whole Word of God that begins at the beginning with who God is and the attributes of God and what God is like. You know, thereby establishing the the authority and the basis for believing. You know, the Word of God is the truth. And when and, did Trevor do that? Like, yeah, he did that back in the mid '80s or early okay. '80s. Okay, he was a missionary in the Philippines with okay. New Tribes Mission. Um, was placed into a work that already had existing believers in it, and after learning the language and the culture and beginning to work with these believers, realized, you know, I don't think these people really understand the gospel. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're even really saved. And to make a long story short, God just led him to realize that you know like us coming from the west back in that day most people had heard many of the foundational old testament bible stories you know most people had heard the you know creation that god created everything and adam and eve and and how adam and eve became sinful and had heard of uh, moses and noah and abraham a lot of those old testament stories that give foundation to being able to understand the gospel Mm -hmm. and he realized these people you know these um, native people living in jungle areas with no outside contact to anything in the outside never heard of these stories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so many of them you know they didn't have that foundation in place and so you just start you go in and learn the language and culture and just give them the gospel you know jesus the Son of God came down and died on the cross to pay for your sin. Well, even that, they, you know, an animist, most mm-hmm. of these people are animists, they worship spirits. Um, their view of sin is just broken taboos against the spirits. And that's very different from sin against a holy God, mm-hmm. you know, that, that separates us from God and prevents us from having eternal life and makes us deserving of eternal condemnation. I mean, they have just no concept of any of that. And so... God just led him mm. to recognize that and 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 then to go back to the beginning and yeah. begin uh, working his way through the those Old Testament stories and laying those foundational truths so that when he got to the gospel they 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 really uh, they had all the foundational truths in place that needed to be in place mm-hmm. to clearly understand the gospel yeah. and and so then from so that then point as, uh, this access truth then 
Yeah. Is, um, so that's how it got, how the son. chronological teaching got started. Okay. Yeah. And then Paul McElwain was Trevor's son. <clears throat> he then okay. was also a, a missionary in New Tribes Mission, and he went to Papua New Guinea. Okay. And worked with the Atta tribe and did the same type of work, planted a church and established leaders, taught foundationally and chronologically. And and then he became uh, one of the main church planning consultants in New Tribes Mission. And while we were in Thailand uh, and I was on field leadership there, he and some of the other guys on the what we called the ACT Act, Asian, Christi- or Asian Coordinating Team um, for Asia, they would come to Thailand and meet with our field leadership often and and um, just to provide you know some of that church planning consultant mm-hmm. um, just consultancy and stuff for our field and you know make sure we were keeping the field on track and that type of thing and and so that's you know that's where I first came to meet Paul and okay. get to know him and and his wife and um and now Paul has started um, Access Truth, and I'm you know you know I'm not really sure if Access Truth is an organization or if it's um, okay. more the material. So um, how is it um, how is it laid out? Is it is there any um, uh, groupings to it? Yeah. Is there any progression to the material? Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about. Um, you know, systematic and progressively teaching through material, chronologically teaching. Uh, yeah, t- is there any? How's it laid out? Right to the access truth curriculum and the material. Yeah, it and it is a it's a training, it's an equipping um, program that's put together. Um, like if you were to go through Ethnos three hundred and sixty training, uh, you would have Bible training, but you would also have training in a lot of the technical, practical aspects of cross-cultural church planting. You know, learning culture, learning language, how to develop a literacy program, linguistics, you know, how to go into this, uh, um, phonetics, how to go into this place and and begin to write down a language that's never been written down before, and then how to help them develop an orthography or an alphabet for their language mm-hmm. and so that they can one day read the Bible. And so, the training in Ethnos 360, they provide training for all all of that. And so Paul and his team have put together Access Truth that has a lot of that same focus, that same training. You have, uh, you have biblical modules that are laying out uh, the Word of God as a chronology. Um, you know, really the Word of God is one complete meta narrative, mm-hmm. you know, one complete grand story that began in the heart of God before the foundations of the earth. And so then Genesis 1 is the beginning of God fulfilling, carrying out that meta narrative. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the um, you know, the, the training in Access Truth um, gives you that big picture view of that meta narrative and then how how each book, how each story fits into that meta narrative of what you know what God is carrying out and and fulfilling, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the you know uh, just in the course of history and through right. the course of history. Um, and so there's the biblical part. There's a what they call a communication part, um, and and that's 
so there's aspects to it where it's more of Bible teaching, Bible training, how to lay out the Word of God as as one continuum, and that and they would be actually the biblical part where it would start. Yeah, and they part. actually do that. Okay. The way that they teach it to you is by doing it, so that you can see the effectiveness okay. of it. And then there's parts that would be more technical, um, in, in 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 regards to the technical aspects of cross cultural church planting, like. You know how to how to communicate these truths in a different culture. You know, speaking to the heart. You know, speaking to the to the worldview. Speaking on a worldview level mm-hmm. in the culture mm-hmm. that you're you're ministering to. Mm-hmm. And um, and so some of those um, you know some of the modules, uh, d- depending on your ministry, depending on where God is going to lead you and use you, are I think more applicable than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so our what we're wanting to do is we want to bring this um, this program back and implement it here at FBC, make mm-hmm. it available to folks. Mm-hmm. We have a number of couples and younger couples and some singles that God really seems to be burdening with a desire to be involved in missions and full-time ministry. And so definitely anybody who is going to be involved in missions, we want to go through this this program this curriculum um so do you think that it could obviously there's a benefit to say going away to um uh one of the ethnos 360 bible schools um then obviously there's a benefit to going to um uh you know one of the ethnos uh, 360 continuing training beyond the bible school right but do you think that in terms of um, you know where we're at as a church with God raising up leaders to you know as we talked about in uh, you know previous episodes a couple months ago and and as well here around the church that seeing God raise up a team to you know go work with Native Americans do you mm-hmm. see that uh, this could be an integral part of their training and that this could uh, be used so that they wouldn't necessarily need to go away to that training that they could have that you know here in house but then also while they're going through this they could also you know have the benefit of being a part of the local church while they're going through kind of blend it all together absolutely okay and I think I think really that is access truth's purpose in creating this program and making it available online like okay. this it's it's to become a tool. Uh, it's that churches can use or organizations yeah. can use to help train. You so that people. churches can do the work of equipping their own people for ministry and discipling their own to people for ministry. Send them away. Right. Not that that's wrong, but right. there's a benefit to keeping them right. in the local church. Right. When you right. you know when you know how it is. I mean, sure. both of us went to Bible school, and when you when you go you know when your study is in that context, in the context of an institution, it's. It's like in the, you know, it's in a laboratory, you know, this sterile lab. It's, you know, it's theory, you know, it's you're, you're receiving this truth. You're receiving this theory, these ideas, these ideals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's truth, but when you can do that same equipping and discipleship in the context of the local church, and along with receiving this truth and this equipping and this discipleship, they're at the same time plugged into ministry and rubbing shoulders and working together and helping to shoulder the burden of doing the work of the ministry and discipling other people. Well, 
I think it's a much right. healthier way of discipling and and people come away with okay here's the ideals but here's the reality because right. the church isn't an organization right. it's an organism it's a living right. organism and so you know you you plug in this formula well you don't always get this outcome right. because it's a living organism and right. you're dealing with people's fleshes working with people <laughs> that's right that's right, right. and so yeah. I just think people, you know, being able to take people through this training and equipping in the context of the local church while they're helping to, you know, while they're involved in the church and helping to equip and disciple others and and actually implement some of these principles and, uh, you know, things that they'll be learning in this, in the training will just make them that much more effective later down the road, wherever they're sent or wherever right. God may lead them after right. here. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. In <clears throat> fact, I, I can think of two specific uh, folks, uh, guys that have been part of our mentorship program uh, that went to Bible school, uh, went to Bible college, and then uh, have either already been through the mentorship program or mm-hmm. are currently in it mm-hmm. to get that local church uh, experience, to get that local church exposure because the training within the context of the local church is so valuable because God uses the local church and the local church is what is so close to his heart especially during this time you know this time period that we're in right now so yeah it's exciting uh, something like this that we could um, go to uh, and and learn more about next week about how it might uh, benefit FBC missions um yeah, and not only, I mean, because this has some uh, technical components to mm-hmm. it, the temptation might be for people to think that, well, if I'm not going to be a missionary, if I'm not going to go into missions, um, then it's really not that applicable to me, you know, that right. that, that curriculum or that, that was going to be my next question. Is it yeah. specifically um, going to be only for those that are going to, you know, like missions, FPC missions? Yeah. Or uh, do you think that it would have a broader scope to discipleship in general, uh, more across a, across the board? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, and I I definitely would love to, you know, encourage anybody and everybody at FBC to go through it. Um, as as believers, <laughs> you know, we're called to disciple. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, very few of us might you know might never be the ones that are standing up front and doing all the preaching every mm-hmm. week like mark sure um but uh, we might not even teach us an adult sunday school class or a children's sunday school class but as a believer you know there's there's somebody in our lives that i believe god is seeking you know, or desires to use us to disciple in some way mm-hmm. um if you're a parent then you know you're you're called to disciple your children right you know if you're the if you're the friend of another believer i, I think you know there's scripture is clear of one anothering in one each other's lives right. you know and right and god uses us to you know disciple one another and so i just i think that anybody that goes through and and you know those that aren't specifically headed to a um, you know, a full-time ministry or a specific ministry wouldn't need to go through all the modules. Mm-hmm. 
but definitely the ones, the biblical modules that um, that really help lay out uh, the grand, you know, the meta narrative, the the fact that the the Bible is one meta narrative. I just think, mm-hmm. you know, the way that teaching and discipleship is done in the church, and I mean the universal church in this sure. day and age just really detracts from that. It prevents us from understanding that, that big picture or from having that grand, you know, that, that big picture view of the grand, of the meta narrative. And we, you know, we'll teach this book and then this book and then this topic and then this topic and jump all around the Bible. And even though, you know, that teaching might be true, mm-hmm. it's not connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, Don is really good at championing authorial intent, mm-hmm. and and I just you know that's a that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Any sure. passage that you're studying, the, yeah. the authorial intent. Well, you know, as in Moses, Moses wrote the the Pentateuch, and he was you know writing to the Israelites uh, at the time that they were in the wilderness, headed towards the Promised Land, and so there is a time and a cultural aspect to the context in which Moses was writing the Pentateuch. Mm-hmm. And so there's that authorial intent, you know, that needs to be factored in. But who was it that inspired Moses to write the Pentateuch? Well, mm-hmm. it's the same one that inspired Paul to write Romans to the Romans mm-hmm. and write First mm-hmm. Corinth and Second Corinthians to the Corinthians and Galatians to the Galatians. And, and he is the one who knew how the whole thing would be put together mm-hmm. to form one grand meta-narrative to be the complete revelation for the church. Right. And so I, not only is it important to understand you know, the, the cultural context in which Moses wrote the Pentateuch or Paul wrote any of the epistles, but I think it's also important to see how the whole thing comes together to formulate the meta narrative, you know, right. the the big picture, right. and how it all fits in, right. and and um, and so that's what that does. And I I think anybody that goes through that, that goes through those biblical modules, um, they're gonna they're gonna be a. I think it'll 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 take them to becoming a more effective discipler, a mm-hmm. more effective communicator of the truth. Um, it's I I you know I I think that spiritual growth is a process just like physical growth is mm-hmm. and and a part of physical growth is education and there's a process and a progress progression to you know that education sure. yeah and I, I think spiritual growth and the word of god the written word of god yeah. is is exactly the same there's a progression to spiritual growth and there's a progression to the to the unfolding meta narrative you know mm-hmm. the unfolding mm-hmm. of the big picture of this eternal plan of redemption that God predetermined before the foundations of the earth and then he began to carry it out in Genesis 1 yeah. and everything is is in that context of him fulfilling that plan that he yeah. predetermined before the foundations of the earth yeah. and so if you if you if you go through this teaching and this training and come away with that big picture view you know how everything you'll come away with an understanding how everything is connected how everything fits in and 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 it's really in that it's in the message or it's in that picture of the meta narrative that that every doctrine every command every promise finds its relevance right right yeah and so i just i think it's a yeah 
anybody, if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent, um, a single, you know, if you're a believer, mm-hmm. I, I think this mm-hmm. this training, this material will will yeah be beneficial. <clears throat> That's great. And um, I also have it open here in front of me as well. And so you're talking about section one there, like like we talked about the biblical. Right. And then um, section two is communication. Section three is the church. And then section four is contextual. Right. Um, I think it's interesting, too, when we think about section two, which is uh, communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first part of that section is uh, communication and culture. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like Joel's taught a class, right? Um, in you know, worldview, yeah, October, November, December on right. worldview, mm-hmm. and I think that's also really important for us to keep those things in mind. So obviously, that's real important for us in global missions. Mm-hmm. But if we peel it back a little bit and mm-hmm. just try to contextualize it for us here in Winchester, say at our local church, right? I have my neighborhood mm-hmm. and I know my neighbors on both sides of me and across the street. And I know the context of every one of those houses. Mm. And so I think, you know, I think that's also important when it comes right. to communication and context. Right. That, um, you know, communicating God's word is universal. Mm. But we want to be mindful of the context of my neighbor on the left. Mm-hmm. And, mindful of the context of the neighbor on the right which i know my neighbors and they're actually very different Mm -hmm. and the context of the neighbor across the street which is also very different Mm -hmm. so those three things so i think again Mm -hmm. moving forward not only the biblical part of it but then also you know the the context uh, of the of the uh, uh, culture yeah um, also i think can be really helpful for us to think through yeah not only globally Mm -hmm. but also here in town right so amen yeah. yeah and that's one of the points joel joel made at the beginning of of um his class that he that he taught he asked a question um you know there's um three or four main um um main ways of describing worldview you know there's the the guilt and righteousness uh, uh, view of worldview uh, there's the uh, power and fear. There's honor and shame, um, and so he asked, you know, which ones do do we, you know, do each of us tend to be? And then he made the point that most people don't really know because mm-hmm. most people really haven't analyzed their own culture. Right. Right. And so yeah. I, I agree. I it it made me, you know, going through the class, sitting in it, uh, just made me start to think more about okay. Well, why do I think what I think and what, you know, what is this coming from? What is my worldview? And, and, you know, what is, how, how has it been shaped and what is shaping it? And, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think that's a, regardless of who we are or where we are, it's, I think that'll be a right important module to go through as well. Another one that stands out to me is in the third, uh, grouping under the church, um, it's called Word, Identity, Life, and Discipleship, and this is kind of a model of the mature church that um, they have ide- identified. And the description under it says, answers the question, do we need a goal when we are involved in church planting and discipleship? 
And so, you know, even though we might not be specifically involved in church planning, as a believer, we are mm-hmm. and or can be involved sure. in discipleship right. on some level. Everybody is. Exactly. Or, or and, should be. <laughs> and it describes four different areas of growth in the body, word, identity, life, and discipleship, and how to encourage growth in each area. And so my point in that is just that I, why I think this is such a significant uh, module is that it really helps define the goal. You know, we th- there's there's things we throw around in Christianity and in ministry that I think we make great assumptions of all being on the same page, and one of them is discipleship. Mm-hmm. Discipleship, discipleship. You know, we all talk about discipleship. Well, there's there's many different views of what discipleship is, you know, and, and what is the end goal right. of discipleship. Right. You know, and I just... Those are things that I think need to be clearly defined, right. because it's in understanding what your real, what what are you really shooting for in discipleship, that will, you can back up then and okay, so if if this is my, this is what I'm shooting for in discipleship, then just doing this or just mm-hmm. teaching the word of God in this way isn't going to really accomplish right. this. If we determine the goal. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna that's gonna lay out for us what we do. The steps and how to exactly. reach that goal. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly right. Yep. And so and that, you know, I think, you know, looking at our our global missions program, that we have defined what the goal is of what right. we're shooting for. Yep. And that does dictate determine the process right. and how we go about it. That's right. And where we're at with right. and why we're, you know, we're going here to Malawi right. to focus on this. Well, right. it's because we're at the next step of this process, right. and this is what our goal is. And, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, the goal is the same everywhere we go. Right. And therefore, uh, the steps are the same everywhere we go. There might be adjustments based on, you know, people groups, but you know, the steps are the same. Right. No matter what, no matter you know where it is around the world yeah. that we're working with, but. Again, to your point, we've defined the goal. Right. It's 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 specific in what it is that we do everywhere yeah. that we go. So yeah, that's an important piece. Um, I think with this the whole thing. Part. Yeah, yeah, I think this whole thing really fits in well with the goals and the purposes of you know fellowship at home. Yeah. You know, fellowship at home is a real resource center that is designed for anybody to get resources to. And the purpose is to help disciple, help disciple their families, help disciple their kids, help disciple their grandkids. Um, And so I I think this, you know, is not only very applicable for, you know, anybody that's headed into missions or full-time ministry, but any believer in the church. I think this will become a real resource and make you more effective in the process of discipleship. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've got two boys, as you and and probably most of our listeners know. But the main thing is discipleship, right? You know, and you know, my family is my main ministry. I mean, I'm, I work here; I'm paid to do what I do here with Global Missions. But right. you know, my family is Rachel and I's main ministry, and it's it's discipleship of our kids is is the main thing. Right. And so I think it. I, I agree. I think it fits really very well. And then defining what that uh, the goal of that you know, discipleship is, mm-hmm. and as as if we can as a church. Just continue to uh, catch that vision for uh, discipleship, not only 
a large with the you know the community groups or mm-hmm. small groups that we're in but also in our own families then that's yeah that's the main that 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 that's the main thing right uh, every situation that we have is an opportunity uh it's an opportunity not an obstacle right. it's an opportunity to disciple um uh, our families and and also at times be discipled by our families you right know, that my wife can say something to me or that my boys can say something to me so it's that just to begin to or continue to grow in that mm-hmm. that uh, that that mindset of, of discipleship so, yeah yeah I think another another important point about this um, you know the the meta narrative the chronological um, the importance of the chronology and and all that I, I know that there have been those um, you know in the past that have used creation of Christ and maybe taught kids through creation of Christ or went through it with others or went through it themselves mm-hmm. who, you know, have gotten feedback that, you know, well, it's boring, you know, and, and I know that there's, you know, some that may, might not want to use it because of that right. feedback. Um, the, the, what is important about going through this is that I think not only not only are you are we going through the stories you know as it's laid out in the bible but along with it is coming the reason mm-hmm. the reason why mm-hmm. we're going through why are we telling this story you know in in creation of christ we're not telling the story of creation because we don't think these you know this person that i'm discipling these 10th graders or ninth graders or whoever they are you know didn't hear the story back in second grade Mm -hmm, you know or mm -hmm. third grade in the sunday school class right but the reason for telling it isn't isn't to just for that information but it's why are we telling it right what is this story what does the creation account tell us about god that's right and 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 what the creation account reveals about god is important for our daily lives today yeah yeah. And and then you know Abraham calling out Abraham and, right. and God's interaction with Abraham isn't just to tell moral teach moral lessons about Abraham what Abraham did right and what Abraham did wrong and and we should try to model after the things that he did right and keep away from the things that he that's not the purpose of telling right. those stories right. but it reveals the heart of God through his interaction with Abraham right. Right. And and it's the purpose of these stories is to take people into a deeper grasp of the heart of God and yeah. who God is and what God is like. Right. Because right. we're his children and he's our heavenly father. And in order for us to live the Christian life as a relationship and not as a religion, we have to know right. him. We have to know his heart. We have to be convinced of who he is and what he's like and 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 what his purposes are in order for us to really trust and yeah. And, you know, live the Christian life as a relationship. Right, right. In fact, just a couple of days ago, I was reading and uh, through a devotional book that I don't read every day. I read it every now and then. But it had a, a quote that I really, I really appreciated. So I actually jotted it down. And it says this. It says that it is a wonderful thing to be so satisfied with the Lord Jesus's company that mm. we can be tranquil about everything. Yeah. Amen. That word satisfied. So satisfied mm-hmm. with the Lord Jesus's company, that mm-hmm. we're just in company with him, we're in fellowship with him, mm-hmm. that everything else is tranquil. Right. No matter what it is that's going on around us. I think that's that's where you're going. Exactly. That's, that's what and you're at with that. I think I think typically in in the Christian life, 
It's what we want Jesus to do that brings about the tranquility. You know, I right. I have, I don't know, this health condition, or I have this financial need, or I have this relationship problem, and I want God to fix it or provide for it or change it, and then I can have peace. Right. And we don't have, right. we're, we're so lacking in in understanding, you know, his heart and who he is and what he's really like, that yeah. his promises to never leave us or forsake us really don't calm our hearts. Right, right, right. And right. and our hearts aren't calm and we're not at peace, we're not at rest until he changes our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that comes from not knowing him. Right. And that's that's the whole purpose in laying, you know, teaching through creation of Christ. That's right. that's the whole purpose. Right. It isn't just to... Chopped up stories. Yeah, it is, and it isn't just to, just to right. tell facts about what did God create on which day or, you know, what did Abraham do right and what did Abraham right. do wrong? What did David do right? What did David do wrong? Yeah. It's not about man. Mm-hmm. It's about God because we're he's designed the Christian life to be a relationship, but we're continuing to live it as a religion. Right. Because of how we teach and disciple, yeah, and yep. so yeah. So back to the point of of the conference that's upcoming, uh, where we're going to be next week. That's uh, point number one is the biblical part, and um, yeah, we'll be there next week. Yep, and Amen. Yep. and uh, we'll be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll be back Friday, and so no uh, podcast from us next uh, week. Next week. But then we'll be back again the following week, and we can um, give you guys a bit of an update. Yeah, and we're going to be um, how things how things went. We're going to be wanting to implement this yeah. and make it available for folks. And yeah, there's a there's a price, um, uh, uh, probably a one time price and a monthly price, depending on how we go about it. Um, there's different pricings um, for how much of the program you know you want to go through like if you just want to go through the biblical part or you know or if you want to go through the whole thing uh there's different prices on that um but uh anyway we're going to be we're we're going to be sticking around out there for an extra day after the conference is over to specifically meet with the access truth team to talk about implementing it Mm -hmm. here making it available for folks here at fbc and um so yeah um any of you that are are interested in this, you can, um, if you go to accesstruth.com, you go to their website and you can um, look look over the curriculum, look over the courses. Um, They have some um, trailer videos and things that you can watch and Mm -hmm. get more of an idea of what it's about. And, um, And then if you're interested in going through uh the the program or part of it uh definitely come talk to us we'd sure. love to hook you up with it yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah that's great yep um, and then as we uh as we close for today oh so you had anything else no i think that's okay it. yeah <laughs> i just wanted to mention two things uh with the new year uh if you know if you got a calendar um back in october when we had our uh, global church week um there will be uh, you know, new new prayer requests being posted. Uh, you know, now that the new start of January, and so be be watching for the new new prayer requests. And this month specifically, we're going to be uh, thinking of uh, focusing on uh, Togo and Benin is the month that we're 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 at this month. 
And so there'll be the prayer requests will be coming. And then um, also wanted to mention that a longtime partner with our uh, global missions family, um, uh, their son is actually going to be uh, moving uh, here from overseas to be uh, to be a part of our church to go to high school here and uh, possibly even uh, go to college here. And so uh, I know many people have been praying about that, about him. And so just actually last night, which would have been Monday morning, um, their time, uh, he was approved his uh, his student visa. And so we're thankful that that was able to be worked out and that he's able to, to, to make it and, yeah. and be a part of our, our family here uh, you know, in Winchester, uh, the larger part of our global family. But that's pretty exciting that, yeah. that that's it's worked out. And the main it. reason why the, the the parents wanted wanted to do that yeah. isn't just for the education, sure. but it's really wants them to be able to be plugged into FBC and be discipled by FBC. That's here, right. So. Yeah, yeah. So you'll see him around. Uh, I think he'll be here in a couple of weeks. So not immediate, but soon you'll see see him around and in the congregation and in the youth group and different things. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Well, thank you for listening. All right. Have a good week. Take care.